This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Goslin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Yeah, we you love L.A., all right, uh, except for, well, maybe the traffic and the housing prices. But who doesn't love L.A.? But you know what? We also love Charlotte, North Carolina, where ESPN 7.30 a.m. joins us this week. And, Ron, since you drive our welcome wagon, sometimes over our listeners, but anyway, <laughs> since you drive our welcome wagon, yes, is there anything you want to say to the people of Charlotte out there? Well, sure. As they say in the old country, bon dia, aloha, Will Coleman, <laughs> glad to have you all. <laughs> we love Sam Mills, not to mention Station Honcho and former Panther GM, Marty Herney, friend of the show. We do love Marty, and we do love Sam Mills, too. Uh, I know what I want to say to our Rick Gossin, however. Goose, you dry yet? I swear, every time I turn on the news, somewhere in Texas it's raining. And I don't mean just showers. Like a virtual monsoon down there. What's going on? Yes, yeah, sir. We get plenty of rain this time of year, but as we all know, the sun continues to shine on the Cowboys. Oh, we don't always. get anywhere near the flooding in North Texas that they get in place like Waco, Houston, and Austin. Okay, well, stay dry, Goose. Um, they are staying dry in Southern California, and that's the focus of this week's show. We said we love L.A., and so did Randy Newman at the top here, and, and we do. We do love it. In fact, we love it so much, we've wrapped this show in and around Southern California, and you know what? There's a good reason. The Rams opened their OTAs this week in Oxnard, California, otherwise known as the summer training camp of Goose's Dallas Cowboys. So, to celebrate the return of the NFL to L.A., we'll talk to Rams coach Jeff Fisher and former Rams star Isaac Bruce, as well as sit down with NFL writer Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times. He covers the NFL for the Los Angeles Times. We'll also hear from John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. And I know what you're asking. I mean, what does Houston have to do with L.A.? Well, John covered Jeff Fisher and the Houston Oilers when they moved to Tennessee in 1997 and became, ultimately, the Tennessee Titans. So he can give us insight into what Jeff and the Rams are up against. But that's not all. We're packing it in today. We're also wow. going to start our own Hall of Fame of former NFL stars gone Hollywood, as in film Ron, not Hollywood Henderson. And here, and yes, hear from Ron, why former Kansas City Chief offensive lineman Jim Tyler belongs in Canton. But first, we'd like to catch up with what's going on around us and what's going on around us, as we noted last week, are Super Bowls. The NFL passed out three more of them, I think, last week, including L.A., and nobody should be surprised there. But, Goose, what is surprising, at least to me, are some of the cities that the NFL excluded. Sure, the the perennials, New Orleans and Tampa, were both skipped over this round. You know, If they wanted to make New Orleans the permanent home of the Super Bowl, I'd be all for it. But the Superdome is becoming a very old building by NFL standards. The bottom line is new stadiums get Super Bowls. So I think New Orleans and Tampa getting passed over had more to do with the, the stadiums going up around them than any flaw in the presentation of those two cities. Uh, New Orleans and Tampa will be back in the rotation next go-around. 
along with Dallas. Well, I, I agree with you about the stadiums, Goose. I mean, the league's message seems to be with these Super Bowls essentially is, if you build it, we will come. Meaning, you get a new stadium. As you said, sink a lot of money into a new stadium. We'll give you a Super Bowl. So I get Minneapolis and L.A., but Miami? I mean, please, Ron. I'd rather have Indianapolis. I thought Indianapolis was a better venue than Miami. Take it easy now. I like Indianapolis. <laughs> I Take so it does easy. Goose. Goose, don't you like Indy? Love it. I love the yeah, cold. Yeah, that, well, that says more about you guys than it does about <laughs> We love like Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Miami Beach, Indianapolis. Miami Beach, Indianapolis. Yeah, let's go for Indianapolis. Miami, depending on whose story you want to believe, put $450 million in renovations. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, says it's even more. That always uh, leads to a uh, There's a guy kickback I want to believe in, Ross. of a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, well, who wouldn't you believe if you don't believe Stephen Ross? Uh, he's getting a $5 million kickback from the city and state for bringing the Super Bowl there already, and, and he's going to get... Uh, paid for other events because he can bring a Final Four or something like that. To me, basically, this is the NFL showing all of its owners that if you can extort enough from taxpayers and season <laughs> ticket holders to create a money-making stadium, we will give you a Super Bowl, which you can use to extort taxpayers and season ticket holders. So it's, uh, it's the American way. <laughs> so uh, on that subject and what you talked about earlier, about the commissioner telling like New Orleans and Tampa, you know, hang in there and keep on trying so you can extort money from somebody. Um, what he didn't tell them is that they're going to have to compete with your Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas venue goose, that big Jerry Jones stadium. And that's, that's going to be a tough one to compete with. I mean, how do you deny Dallas when owners have a chance to fill, you know, 100,000 seats? You don't. You come to the Death Star. Jones, he stayed out of the bidding this go-round because of all the new stadiums. He knew it's, uh, his odds were long, so he opted not to participate. He didn't want to see his name and his stadium listed among the also-rans. The bottom line, though, he can write the biggest check the NFL has ever seen for Super Bowl. The NFL will be back in Dallas. Jones knows that. That's where the money is, and his fellow owners know the smell of money. So Worst good. Super Bowl ever. Clark, yeah, it was. That ever. was bad. That was bad. I, that's Indianapolis was 100 percent to me better than Dallas because of the weather. I mean, they have freak weather. But Goose, you got a chance cab strike. Least... Remember the cab strike? Oh, it was it was bad. It was just, Every sick uh, cab driver. S- how about the seat fiasco? The seat fiasco. Yeah, the seat fiasco. Did you see any NFL owners waiting in line for cabs? I didn't, but I saw me and you. That's all I care. As long as the limousine is there, it doesn't matter what else is going on. So Goose, so Goose, I want to just follow up on what you just said. So you like Jerry's chances to be next in line after L.A.? Yeah, I think the Cowboys will get one of the next three Super Bowls. Uh, just Ugh. follow the money. The road to Dallas is paved with ATMs and cash registers. Okay. Well, Ron, so, and, and seats that don't exist, you may recall. <laughs> That's right. Seats that don't exist. But you pay for them anyway. Yeah, um, exactly. What a system. Ron, speaking of ATMs and cash registers, following the New York Super Bowl, remember, we heard from your owner, Robert Kraft, yeah. about, hey, New England. We want to host. We want to host a game. Then it was Philadelphia. Jeff Lurie, no, we, we want to host. Then it was Washington and Daniel Snyder. We want to host. Denver said the same thing. We want to host. Funny, you know, but I, I didn't find any of those sites on my short list this time. No, no, mine either. Thank you, just the same. They could put it in New Orleans and then, you know, every four years go to San Francisco and then come back to New Orleans. We'd all be happy yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, Mexico City is going to get the Super Bowl before Foxborough, Massachusetts. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> They, the, the hotel situation wouldn't be good. Transportation is a nightmare, as you guys know, and the NFL knows it. And if there was ever a storm, uh, like, uh, you know, you can get away with that in New York. That happens in Foxborough. No game, brother. Sorry, try us on Monday. Uh, you know, just wouldn't happen. And as for D.C., they'll get one, one way and one way only. If the eight-man, well, five and three these days, the Supremes 
refuse to hear Tom Brady's appeal. Then they'll say, okay, in response to that, the Supremes won't hear Brady's appeal. Bang, we'll put the Super Bowl there, and those eight justices will get free tickets. Hey, Ron, doesn't, doesn't the, the, about the lack of Super Bowls give Robert Kraft incentive to get a new domed stadium built? Well, sure. Extortion. Speaking of extortion? Well, sure, that's right. Or he'll threaten to move to uh, Springfield or something. You know, he's, <laughs> he'll find some way to it. Or he'll move to L.A. There we go. He's got an actress girlfriend. Now move to good, L.A. Good luck finding a cab in Springfield, Ron. Hey, uh, guys, <laughs> if you had three cities to put the Super Bowl in, in their order, three, two, one, or go one, two, three, I don't care, what would they be? Goose? New Orleans, San Diego, Phoenix. Ron? Phoenix. Wow. New Orleans, San Francisco, and London. England, not Ontario. <laughs> How about New London, Connecticut? There we go. Right next uh, to your house. It would be. It'd be easy for me to get to. Well, mine would be San Diego, San Diego, and San Diego. And I'd have our Hall of Fame meeting the day before the game catered by Lil Piggies and Coronado, my favorite place. God, it's great. You ought to go there, Ron. I would be for that if, and only if, they have an over-the-line exhibition contest at OB <laughs> yes, and PB. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> Fiesta Island's terrific. Hey, listen, one more thing. Ron, your favorite quarterback, the Amish Rifle, yeah, he still yeah. hasn't signed. But now he's gaining leverage with two of the Jets' favorite receivers. That'd be Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. They skipped last week's voluntary workouts. I know they've returned to workouts this week, but they made their points. So how do you see the Ryan Fitzpatrick saga ending with the Jets? Goose, I'll start with you. The Amish rifle will be there on opening day for less than he wants to be paid and more than the Jets want to pay him. Right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just say this much about the, uh, my friend, the Amish rifle. With friends like Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, who didn't hold out for even a week on voluntary workouts, for God's sakes, he is on his own. I would come back and I would look at those two guys and say, I will not throw you the ball for a week. <laughs> well, Ron, is this more about the Amish rifle? Is it more about Geno Smith, who's plan B? Well, yeah, I mean, look, it's a messy situation. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. They're trying to leverage this guy in the hopes that it, they can get him on a deal where they can dump him in a year. Uh, and if worse comes to worse and they have to keep him as a backup, they get him cheap, which uh, they, they forget this guy went to Harvard. They think he went to Texas. He did. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. We don't go to Harvard. We don't go to Texas. We go to commercial. Uh, yes, because sir. we love L.A., guys, we're going to hear from the L.A. Times NFL columnist Sam Farmer when we return. But just a hunch. I think Sam loves L.A. too. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know you want it. A juicy flame-grilled Whopper sandwich from Burger King, made with 100% beef and topped with fresh veggies. Now get two Whopper meals for just 10 bucks. This deal of a deal includes two Whopper sandwiches, two fries, and two drinks for just 10 bucks. now at Burger King. Price and participation Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Like you, I'm a big sports enthusiast, and I want my gear to shine like new. That's why it's clean with Simple Green. 
the concentrated cleaner that's perfect for making your auto, RV, cycling, boating, and other sporting equipment look like new again. Try it today. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. Reflection on the letter V. The best things in life are Vs, RVs, ATVs, SUVs, V. Making things soar in the outdoors, never bored. Saving money, because I bundled the policies. Victory! Like beating Vikings at volleyball on a volcano. Try not to fall. Bundle your outdoor vehicles and save with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology. From fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, uh, Ron, you know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? You should have been on the phone. That's what I'm saying. 10 minutes Exactly. Exactly. You should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. I'll tell you where else to go. You should go to MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, go log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, yeah, minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, you know, with the Rams moving to Los Angeles, you're going to be hearing a lot more from our first guest. That is, if you haven't heard a lot from him already, I'm talking about Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times. Sam's been all over the NFL's return to L.A. for the past, what it is, Sam, what, the past 10, 15 years? Anyway, seems like it's been years we've been talking about it. So uh, welcome to the show, Sammy. And first things first, no, I'm not going to ask you to tell any Jersey City stories. Bigger story, though. Question. (laughs) (laughs) The Rams leaving L.A. in 1995 or the Rams returning to L.A. now? Oh, I mean, returning to L.A., this is a... Really historic. I think it sort of transcends the NFL in, in a lot of respects. It's going to be one of the biggest sports stories, if not the biggest sports story of the year. It's only sort of gathering momentum. It's, it's really been a head-spinning four months because you think not only did the team get the green light to return, but you know they, they made this historic trade up from number 15 to number one, and now getting the Super Bowl in 2021, it's pretty remarkable. But I, I was just thinking, Clark, I was thinking – you know, I've spent. I've had the pleasure of spending uh, countless games with the three of you guys, sometimes all at once, in the same press box. But you three have covered games in Los Angeles. I never have. My, my first year covering the NFL was the year of uh, our first year together at the Mercury News, 1995. Right. 
when I was covering the Raiders, you were covering the 49ers. So my first year covering the NFL was the first year out of Los Angeles. But that does seem like a long time ago. Well, good luck in the Coliseum, Sammy. <laughs> it was terrible then, and it'll be worse now. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, it, it, it really uh, – this is almost like a soft open for the team. You know, they're, they're going to open their new stadium, which is going to be tremendous. I, w- I was looking up some numbers. I'm trying to quantify just how big – this site is because it is staggering when you're on the site and and I looked up the numbers and it is the site of the Inglewood Stadium and mixed-use development that San Crocky has bought is three and a half times the size of Disneyland if if you can believe that wow it's yeah it's it's twice more than twice the size of Vatican City it's it's enormous and three and a half times the cost I bet yeah exactly hey Sam can you stack the four Los Angeles teams as they sit right now in order of local relevance, Dodgers, Rams, Lakers, Kings. Uh, I would say that you've got to put the Lakers at the top. Uh, still, the interest is, is through the roof on the Lakers, even when they're a bad team. Uh, and then Dodgers, because just a historic interest in the Dodgers. Then I put the Rams with a bullet uh, rising and then Kings. But uh, really, uh, a good question because even in the down years, and I think this is one of the things that the Chargers sort of pushed the idea that, hey, if we win a Super Bowl, it's a big if, we could maybe surpass the Rams or, or really heighten the interest. Even when the Angels win the World Series or the, or the Ducks win the Stanley Cup, they don't surpass the Kings or, or the Dodgers. The Clippers, as successful as they've been of late, or at least sort of the energy that's built around the Clippers, uh, don't come close to the interest in the Lakers. And I think that's the same case for the Rams. This really is a one-team town. Now, there's a lot of Raiders interest in L.A., but in terms of, uh, you know, Chargers interest versus Rams interest, they don't even, they're not even in the same universe. You mentioned that Raiders' interest, and of course there's been the talk of the possibility of the Raiders being, becoming a tenant for Stan Kroenke at the new stadium, uh, Vatican City uh, Maximus, uh, as you would call it. Uh, and I'm just wondering, what you just said, you know, there's a lot of interest in the Raiders, as we know, in Southern California. If you're Stan Kroenke, why would you bring those guys in uh, to possibly overshadow your own team? Well, yeah, I, I think the, the uh, Raiders would represent a much greater threat to the Rams than the Chargers would, uh, especially if you had an ownership change and a guy, say Larry Ellison, were to buy the Raiders and, and were to pour all that money. And I, of course, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, you never know. And if, if you, you got a, a guy with deep, as deep or deeper pockets who bought the team, they could really be a threat if you were to sort of you know, rebrand the Ra- Raiders from, uh, you know, Hell's Angels to Pirates of the Caribbean and make them more of a family-friendly organization. <laughs> they could be a good real luck. threat. But, uh, yeah, good luck. You'd also lose the segment of, of the, you know, a lot of the popularity of the Raiders. But uh, I don't think that, that Stan wants either team to come in. Now, granted, it would help to have more games because he's going to capture all that revenue from 20 games because it, it, so much of this, the stadium's almost a loss leader. Uh, you know, so much of it is, is the um, development around the stadium that's going to capture all that revenue for him. But uh, for the league, I think the league would really like to have, you know, that leverage point, the vacancy to use, just like it's used for the past 20 years, 
to hold like a hammer over the heads of other cities, uh, your team might move to L.A. If they have a true vacancy in L.A. in this two-team stadium, they can use that just as effectively as they used L.A., over the past two decades. Hey, Sammy, we've got a couple minutes left here, and we're talking to Sam Farmer of the LA Times. Um, he's the guy who's closing down the Pirates Pavilion at the Coliseum. Sam, <laughs> since you mentioned you were talking about a second team with LA, um, and we we're talking about the Chargers and the Raiders, what's the likelihood, uh, in following up on Ron's question, of a second team in LA by 2017? I mean, the Chargers may stay in San Diego, the Raiders are talking about going to Vegas. So what do we have in LA in 2017? Just the Rams? Yeah, I think it's a very low likelihood. Dean Santos has had two chances to pull the trigger and and move to L.A., the first being the downtown uh, Farmer's Field option, which he opted not to exercise. And the second, he had the chance to join the, join the Rams this season. But it, that option stays open until next January. I don't think he's going to exercise that. I think historically, if you look at Dean Spanos, he doesn't tend to move quickly on these things. I think now they're exploring the downtown San Diego option, which gives them a, another bite at the apple. If they fail there, they can then look to Mission Valley, the site of the current Qualcomm Stadium. So I think the Chargers sort of play that out. And I really feel like the Raiders are gaining momentum and this sort of acceptance of Las Vegas. And I think that there's a very real possibility that that – that they get the kind of traction they need to move to Las Vegas. And and uh, one thing I'd say about that is that the league, obviously, we know has been always very circumspect about being associated with gambling. But London is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sports gaming cities in the world. And the league has fully embraced London. And so I think this new wave of owners, when they look at public money is going to be offered in Las Vegas, I think that they will embrace that. Sam, we've got about 30 seconds here. How much actual network pressure was there on the league to put a team in L.A.? I, I think there was uh, a good deal of network pressure, but, you know, you'll notice yet another NFC team in the major city, and, and that disparity is really uh, huge. You know, I'm talking to some of our friends at, at the local CBS affiliate, and they're really disappointed that they didn't get an AFC team. Uh, and, and you look, and it's incredibly lopsided. Uh, the number of NFC teams in big cities and AFC teams in smaller markets. Uh, so I think there was there was certainly pressure. But if you look at the value of the TV contracts, they've consistently gone up without Los Angeles. Hey Sam, we got to run. Thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you this summer in Oxford. That sounds great, guys. Thanks, Sam. Thanks much, see you at the Coliseum. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sam. Right. I'm Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times. Up next, a guy Sam's going to know well over the next coming months. That's Rams head coach Jeff Fisher. You're going to hear from him when we return on the Talk of Fame Network. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can tell you that Geico could save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not go straight to the source? Hey, Harry's money here. And the day Harry went to Geico.com and switched his car insurance was the day I got to hang around. Finally, boys bonding by the bing bada boom no wonder geico is 97 percent customer satisfaction personally i give him 100 but that's just my two cents that was funny geico 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance the whole process of buying a home it was terrifying we didn't know if it was even something that we could plausibly do but having this estimate from zillow in which they kind of calculate out what the approximate value of that house maybe should be it took all that kind of scary risk away. I can't tell you how much happier we are having a place of our own. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, 
Zillow can help you find it. Hear that? That's the sound of you creating your own destiny. While others are waiting in line for brunch, you're spending Saturday in the garage. Because you went to AdvanceAutoParts.com, ordered a platinum battery with a three-year replacement warranty, and picked it up in-store just 30 minutes later. Now, installing a battery isn't an all-day job, but what the brunch crowd doesn't know won't hurt it. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back to the garage. Visit AdvanceAutoParts.com to learn more. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, our next guest is familiar to anyone who follows the NFL. Jeff Fisher is head coach of the Los Angeles Rams and, of course, a former member of the Super Bowl shuffling Chicago Bears. We've known Jeff for years, mostly as co-chair of the league's competition committee and as a head coach who's 169 career wins, more than Hall of Famers like Tony Dungy, Paul Brown, Mark Levy, Hank Stram, and Joe Gibbs. Now, with the Rams opening OTAs in Oxnard this week, we thought it'd be a good chance to catch up with him. And you know what? Lucky for us, Jeff agreed. Jeff Fisher, thanks for joining us. Well, it's a pleasure. How's everybody doing today? Great. Doing good. good. Hey, Jeff. We just, uh, you, it was good timing. We just got off the field. I want to ask you about uh, not only that field, but uh, Southern Cal. I know that Thomas Wolfe once wrote a book called You Can't Go Home Again. But I guess you're proof that you can. I mean, you grew up in L.A., you went to USC, and you were part of that defensive backfield. I still can't get over this, including you. Ronnie Lott, Dennis Smith, and Joey Brown are yeah, pretty good. And you were a defense coordinator one year with the L.A. Rams. So how does it feel to go home again? You know, it's it's special. Uh, I've been gone for a long time, obviously. Uh, my folks are here, family's here. And, um, you know, it's different. Uh, you know, it's changed since I left. But it's just really neat. I You know, I mentioned this several times since you know, our move became final. And it was, you know, I'll never forget that moment. Um, you know, and, and most of us remember that moment when you walked into a venue for the first time. Be it an outdoor stadium, an indoor stadium, whatever. I was seven, eight years old. And that took me to a, to a Rams-Philadelphia uh, Eagle game. And uh, I just never forget it. Been a Ram fan since, uh, with the exception of you know back in uh, 2000 in January. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, it's it's neat to come back. Uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us, but we've got a lot of stuff done to this point. Jeff, you have done this before, moving to Nashville uh, with the Oilers, became the Titans. How do you maintain your team's focus and attention amid the chaos of a move and new surroundings? Well, you know, we started as, as soon as we could just to give them as much information as you can. And the league and the player association were, you know, they agreed to allow us to have a early off-season meeting, uh, which are, you know, they're they're not permitted with respect to this, the collective bargaining agreement, but they allowed us to do it. So we were able to tell the player, give the players a heads up on where we're going to be training, 
what the move looks like and, and how to handle everything. And, you know, they've done a great job. They've responded well. Our off-season program has been outstanding. Um, just really pleased with the work, the commitment. Uh, as we speak now, we've, we've got our draft choices and our college for agents up to speed physically. And, you know, we get three good weeks, and then we got a little break. And so I've been pleased. And, and the focus, what happens is haven't been through it before, guys. I mean, the focus has to remain on football. And uh, you, you can't let the distractions affect you. So that's what we've been doing. Uh, and communication is the key. And, I, and I'm really proud of the way the guys have responded. Do you think the fact, Jeff, that you've been through it before, even though obviously there's a different type of move than moving to L.A., but still moves a move, do you think you having gone through the experience before is going to be particularly uh, helpful uh, to you? And, and do you think that can make it easier? For the players, because well, of the I, you, had. you know, it's uh, again, uh, having gone through it before, you know, every department in the organization is affected by it, and that's the thing that sometimes people don't understand your ticketing, your marketing, you know, your equipment room, your weight room, your training room, everybody associated with the organization, front office personnel, uh, they're all affected, and they're all part of it, and so. You know, our jobs were, you know, early on to do the best we could to, to make the transition easy. And we've had some great partners here in L.A. that have that have helped with that. USC, the Coliseum, uh, you name it, they're, they're there. Cal Lutheran, UC Irvine, City Oxnard, uh, even the people that, you know, we've got we've got 85 players right now here at a residence in Oxnard that are either living here or coming to work every day. So, you know, you just got to make sure that all the departments are covered. And, you know, it's a, you know, the days are a little bit longer, but, you know, the end's in sight. Jeff, how do you do that? How do you keep that focus with your, your training sites being all over the place? I mean, Oxnard down to UC Irvine, going back up the road to Cal Lutheran. Boy, that, that's a lot of sites. To, to, it just it's stuff to navigate the 405. Yeah, well, it is. But, you know, they're, you know it's, it's not a matter of um, daily commute. What it is is it's a matter of moving from one place to the next for an extended period of time. So, for example, we approach this as if we're just going away for training camp. And so players will check in the dorms and we'll have camp. And we'll have two preseason games. We'll go on the road for two and we'll break camp and then we'll move into our, our facility. And the key is is that the players understand here where we're going to be working on a daily basis. And that's what the listeners sometimes take for granted is is that, you know, well, they're working by the stadium. Well, no, we're not. We're going to be working out at Thousand Oaks. So we encourage all the players to relocate out in that area to give them, you know, the quickest to find the quickest route into the into the complex so they can come to work every day. We're speaking with Rams coach Jeff Fisher on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Jeff, um, let's just get straight to the season. You, you were talking about the draft choices and, and they're up to speed. One of those draft choices, of course, is the first pick of the draft, Jared Goff from Cal. Uh, you paid a steep price to get him. Your initial impression of him, and how soon would you expect him to challenge for a starter's job? Well, we think the deal was good, as did as did Tennessee. And, uh, you know, we were, we were pleased to be able to get that thing done. Um, he's done a really good job. Uh, you know, he came in for the rookie orientation weekend, and then he had to go back to, you know, to finish up the exams. And then he's been here working with the coaches. Last week we gave the veterans off and, and kept the young players. So he stayed all week, and, you know, he's up to speed, and he got some reps today, backing up Case Keenum and, you know, Sean Mannion. And, uh, you know, we're just going gonna to take our time. Not going to rush him. Uh, he's a quick learner. He's got a, he's got a special arm and vision. And 
you know, he's gonna he's gonna play sooner than I think a lot of people think, but not gonna put him in position to fail. Want him to be successful. Jeff, two of the last three teams featured in hard knocks, won division titles, and four of the last six made the playoffs. So, just how excited are you having those hard knocks cameras around this summer? <laughs> you know, it's a it's a really good question. You know, I wasn't aware of that when we agreed to it. You know, we sat down with them and uh, just felt like this is a you know once in an NFL lifetime opportunity to to capture relocation because they hadn't done it before so we started working with them you know early in the off season as soon as the move was became official and so they've got a lot of good stuff already so we're um we're excited about it players understand uh, the importance of being players and not actors and it's really not as intrusive as people think and you know when we need to turn the cameras off we'll turn the cameras off so but uh we're excited to be a part of it so so not only the ram fans but just general nfl fans can see you know what's going on behind the scenes not only at a you know a training camp where we're once again, I think for the fifth consecutive year, going to be the youngest team, but also a new team in town. And I think that's going to be a, an exciting story. You know, to get back to golf for a minute, Jeff, uh, it, we all know uh, you better than us, uh, the impatience of everybody involved in pro football, fans, owners, media, probably the players themselves to some extent. And as you mentioned, you know, a lot of guys, probably more than we think in golf's position, have been put in that position to fail because of those outside pressures. How do you weather those, fight those off when there's people around you all pushing to put in the new quarterback? You know, we're the ones we're the ones in the meeting rooms, we're the ones behind the scenes, we're the ones on the practice field. And so we'll be the ones that, that make those decisions along with his pro I mean, he'll have a lot to do with it, his progress, but you know, not nobody's looking over their shoulder right now. Uh, I've never I've gone into a year of coaching where I've looked over my shoulder. Uh, we're going to do what we think is best for the, 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 the immediate future of the football team and, and the long-term future. And so, you know, as I've been asked numerous times, and I, I can't tell you when he's going to start. Um, I can tell you when he starts, he's going to be ready. And we all know how difficult the position is to play, you know, <laughs> for everybody involved. I mean, for the great ones, it's hard to play sometimes. So, we're going to bring him along so he has a chance to be successful, and that has a lot to do with the people we surround him with and, and how our defense plays and, you know, our, our run game, our offensive line. And, you know, that's a, that's a, not to look past any of the other positions on our football team, but our offensive line is going to be a bright spot. Hey, Jeff, we've got to run, but uh, thanks for the time. Good luck navigating the 405, and welcome home. Well, it's nice to be home, guys. Call us anytime. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff. That was Rams coach Jeff Fisher. Up next, you're going to hear why Ron thinks former Kansas City tackle Jim Tower belongs in Canton. This is the Talk of Fame Network. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know you want it. A juicy flame-grilled Whopper sandwich from Burger King. Made with 100% beef and topped with fresh veggies. Now get two Whopper meals for just 10 bucks. This deal of a deal includes two Whopper sandwiches, two fries, and two drinks for just 10 bucks. now at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? 
Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh, modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You find yourself lying on a beach, feeling warm sand sink between your toes. You ask a passing seagull how you achieved this bliss. Saving money, the seagull whispers, by bundling your auto and motorcycle insurance. You thank the seagull. He steals your sandwich. Ascend to a higher plane of insurance. Bundle your policies and save with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. We should know by now. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught it, but uh, Peyton Manning, who's going to join the Hall of Fame in 2021, his first year of eligibility, he said recently he was, quote, pretty close, unquote, to joining the Tennessee Titans in 2012. Goose, A, do you believe him? And B, how would history have changed if he had taken Adam's offer? Yeah, I do believe him because he played his college ball at Tennessee and it would have been a homecoming of sorts. My guess is the Titans were the first team to call him. If they were the only team to call, Manning would have been a Titan. But the Broncos call as well. If he had signed with the Titans, he'd have one less ring in his hand right now. Ron? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little bit. That, he's probably right about that. I wouldn't qualify that as being pretty close. That's being pretty close to the phone when it rings about <laughs> I it. I think this is revisionist <laughs> history then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, it's always easy to say how close you were to marrying the girl. You're how close you were to doing the right thing. You know, you've said that many times, Clark. You almost did the right thing. Uh, but you didn't. And, you know, it's the same thing here. Yeah, look, uh, no, I don't believe him. But it makes for a good story, especially if he's going to start spending some time around Knoxville. Yeah, well, I, listen, I always thought he should have gone to Arizona, of all places, because they played part of their season indoors. Shows you what I know. Of course, it didn't work out. Instead of Peyton Manning, the cards got Bruce Arians, and that worked out okay. Uh, Ron, I know you wish, however, that something could work out for somebody else. I'm not talking about Peyton Manning, but someone else you think is deserving of Hall of Fame attention. That's Kansas City lineman Jim Tyrer. You wrote about him this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and it's a compelling story. It's a good read. Ron, um, it's, as I said, it's, it's a terrific story that you did, a compelling case in light of what's going on today with CTE and head injuries, and why don't you tell us what you got? Thanks, Clark. Uh, uh, no player not in the Hall of Fame has a stronger resume than former Kansas City Chief Tackle Jim Tyrer. And no one uh, probably would be considered a more controversial inductee either. Pro Football Hall of Fame bylaws expressly forbid voters to consider anything but what a player has done on the field. Uh, one's off-the-field problems, no matter how heinous they might be, are to be ignored. Yet there seems to me little doubt why a man widely believed to be the best offensive tackle in the history of the American Football League, and perhaps the best tackle of his time, uh, has been eligible for 36 years, yet remains outside of Canton's halls. 
He was the preeminent left tackle in all of football. Hall of Fame defensive end Elvin Bethay once said about Jim Tyra, all of the blockers I faced in the NFL were mediocre compared to him. He would just swamp me to where I would be lucky to beat him even once a game. Tyra was a nine-time Pro Bowl selection, a six-time All-Pro, and a starter on the AFL all-time team. Chiefs won three AFL championships with uh, Tyra anchoring their line, twice reached the Super Bowl, and ran roughshod over the Vikings when they won Super Bowl four behind Tyra's blocking. So what's kept him out of the hall? Certainly not his skills. So what was it? Well, most likely, it was the tragic circumstances of his death on September 15, 1980. Day after he'd gone to watch the Chiefs play, now see, he was now six years into retirement, things had not been going well for him. He began a series of business endeavors that failed, led to significant financial problems, and it's now believed a battle with depression. Early that Monday morning, he arose, murdered his wife, and then turned a 38 caliber pistol on himself while several of his four children were in the house. No one knew much then about depression and nothing about CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. The matter is the uh, uh, is the the latter rather is the degenerative brain disease found in nearly 100 retired football players in recent years after their death. It leads to depression, anger, impaired judgment, and volatile irrational behavior. It is widely believed to be the cause of the suicides of Junior Seau and uh, many other players, and it comes from repeated head blows, which were a staple of Jim Tyra's existence. Did that lead to what happened that day? It's too late to tell, but one can theorize that it very well might have. Despite those violent circumstances, he was a Hall of Fame finalist in 1981, then was never discussed again. Does such a player belong in Canton? Yes. Does such a man? As we learn more about the ravages of CTE and concussions, I think it's a question worth asking. Ron, say Tyre reached the final six for the class of 2017. Would you vote thumbs up or thumbs down? I would vote thumbs up. It's uh, not the Hall of Good Citizens, it's the Hall of Great Players, and he certainly was one, and the bylaws are clear about this, and now I think with all that we're beginning to learn about the ravages of concussions and CTE and what it's done to uh, many former players who have struggled with difficult behavior, uh, I think it's something we should look at and look at really hard. Well, there's our whistle again. It's a signal that the first half of our show is almost over. So let's get, guys, to our two-minute drill. Where Ron, you're going to ask this week's questions. Rick, you and I are going to answer. Rick, you can go first. And Derek Burns, our producer, runs the clock. Gentlemen, start your engines. Here we go, boys. Uh, Seahawks cornerback and resident genius Brandon Browner says he took the Saints $7.75 million and ran after one season. He now plays for the league minimum back in Seattle. Who's dumber, Browner or the Saints? The Saints. The Saints. Uh, Seattle was talented enough to hide all those penalties. So the Saints weren't. Seahawks. They took him back. L.A. has the Super Bowl again. Does anyone in Cali really care? Yep. Disgruntled Lakers and Angels fans. Yes, sir. The girls down to Cheetahs. <laughs> What's your Super Bowl preference? L.A., Miami Beach, or Minnesota? Minnesota all day long. Football belongs up north. San Diego, baby. The NBA doesn't test for marijuana or other street drugs. Should the NFL follow suit? When all 50 states declare this drugs legal, then stop testing. I'm sure it should. It would attract more basketball players. <laughs> Eaglewood, California's former budget and accounting manager says the mayor cooked the books to get the Rams there. Truth or consequences? If it's truth, they're not cooking the books in Las Vegas as we speak. Don't know. The only cookbooks I read are by Tom Brady. That's a good one, son. An obscure 1997 resolution passed by the owners may force the Patriots to pay the league's legal fees going forward in the Brady case for filing a brief in support of his appeal. Will Roger Goodell stick it to Bob Kraft one more time? 
going on. To the vector go the spoils. Yeah, why not? In Roger's world, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. <laughs> Rob Ryan says the Bills will beat the Patriots, and he did a great job in New Orleans, even though he got fired. Do he and Rex Ryan live in an altered universe? Well, the Bills do get the Tom Brady-less Patriots at home in the first month. Yes, they do, Ron. It's called Fantasy Island. 16 NFL quarterbacks have contracts averaging $18 million or more a year. Six more have contracts over $12 million a year. Ryan Fitzpatrick says the Jets' three-year offer averages $8 million. Does he deserve to be among the lowest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL? When your career record is 43-61-1, you take whatever your employer is willing to pay. No, he doesn't. The guy who played seven games in the NFL gets $70 million in Houston, for crying out loud. Standing up for the little man. I like it. New Eagles, New Eagles coach Doug Pedersen has gotten rid of the huge fly swatter and seven-on-seven drills, the nonstop music, and the mandatory sleep monitors uh, that Chip Kelly once used. Will the Eagles miss them or Kelly more? What work with kids at Oregon doesn't always work with adults in Philadelphia. They'll miss neither, but they are going to miss and do miss Andy Reid. That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. Coming up, we're going to hear from former wide receiver Isaac Bruce and the Houston Chronicles' John McClain. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. In that neighborhood, it was almost impossible to get what we could afford. So I had set up alerts on Zillow to say, if anything in this area ever comes below a certain price point, it just popped up one day and I was like, oh my God, we have to go see it. It's a really wonderful neighborhood. And then to add on to that, how wonderful the house is, is so cool. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Hear that? Of course not, because a dead car battery doesn't make a sound. You know who does make sound? Your daughter. And if you miss her big game, she'll make plenty of angry, high-pitched sounds. Better head to your neighborhood Advance Auto Parts. We offer free battery testing, a three-year replacement warranty on our platinum batteries, and free installation from one of our parts pros. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. Most vehicles, most locations. See store for details. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Just a reminder, Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, 
You can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's mycleanpc.com. This is our number two of the Talk of Fame Network, where we're celebrating the NFL's return to L.A. As we mentioned in the first hour, the Rams became more than just a name in Los Angeles this week when they started their OTAs in Oxnard, California, which is their temporary home. I know, Goose, uh, you've spent summers in Oxnard with the Dallas Cowboys, so let me ask you, you have any advice or recommendations for these guys in and around Oxnard, California? Yeah, get in the car and drive 20 minutes up the coast of Santa Barbara. That's where life after football begins. Well, Goose, wait a second. Before Santa Barbara, how about Beach House Tacos, located on the Ventura Pier? Remember, you and I went there for dinner in July 2013, I think it was, and I remember two things about that place. The food, terrific, and the weather. Remember we got there about, what, 6 or 6.30? It was frigid. It was in the 50s with a strong wind. I think it was coming off the Pacific. Clark, I've also been there when the sunbathing and surfing conditions were ideal. You could sit on the pier all day long just watching people. Okay, well, this message is brought to you by the Ventura Chamber of Commerce. Anyway, <laughs> the Rams are back on the West Coast, and unlike the Baltimore Ravens, rookies know they're not in pads this week. But they are at practice. It's a big move for everyone involved, and we're going to speak to the Houston Chronicles' John McClain in this hour about it, as well as hear from former Rams star receiver Isaac Bruce, who is a Hall of Fame candidate. But before we do, guys, if we're talking L.A., we're talking Hollywood, and there are plenty, and I mean plenty, of pro football players who made the move to L.A., without their teams. I'm talking, of course, of former players who turned actors. There are almost as many of them out there as there are In-N-Out Burger franchises, Ron. So we figured, uh, you know, why not acknowledge these guys? I mean, we're the Hall of Fame Board of Selectors, right? Um, we're talking about right. Southern California, right? So why not begin this hour by compiling our own Hall of Fame of players turned actors? And Ron, since you're involved in all sorts of showbiz in New England, yes, you're Mr. Hollywood of Foxborough, you can start <laughs> so, us yeah. off with your first ballot choice. So who's it going to be? Well, I think the first ballot should be uh, uh, a senior, don't you think? And that would be Woody Stroud, who, along with Kenny Washington, broke the NFL call line in 1946 as part of the deal that allowed Dan Reeves to move his Cleveland Rams to L.A. and play in the Memorial Coliseum. Had to sign a couple of black players to break the call line a year before Jackie Robinson. Both Woody and Ken Washington have been stars in UCLA, but were denied entry to the NFL, which banned, uh, banned blacks from 1933 to 46. After he was done playing, he had to make some money, so he became an actor, and in 1960 he was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for his role as Dreba, the Ethiopian gladiator who fought who? Kirk Douglas in the, to the death! Spartacus! <laughs> Goose's favorite film. <laughs> Michigan State marching band. <laughs> Love it. Well, speaking of Michigan State, I'll go with Bubba Smith, who spent yes. more time on the sets of the Police Academy movie series than he did on campus as a student at Michigan State. <laughs> Smith portrayed Officer Moses Hightower in all six of the Police Academy films, but, but sadly, there were no Oscars for his work. He also had a couple of television cameos on Charlie's Angels and Wonder Woman, and again, sadly, there were no Emmys for his work. Clearly, though, he was the best actor to come out of Michigan State since James Caan. Goose man, you know what he should have gotten an Emmy for? That Miller Lite commercial with Burt Jones, a friend of the show. Remember that Classic. one? Classic. Classic is right. Classic. Um, you know what? I'm going to nominate one of this year's Hall of Fame inductees. Might as well. Class of 2016. And coincidentally, friend of the show. <laughs> Former quarterback Brett Favre. Okay, so I admit he was a better. Okay, much better quarterback than he was an actor. But come on, guys. Who can forget this exchange in the movie, There's Something About Mary? Brett? What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. 
<laughs> My only question, Ron, was he directing that response to Matt Dillon or to you? I think neither. I think it's probably to Armando Salgoro off at the Miami Herald. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, too. Friend of the and show, exactly. <laughs> now, speaking of actors, I mean, you guys, you big hit guys, you go for the big stars. You forgot maybe the greatest player slash actor ever. Carl Weathers played two years as linebacker for the Raiders under John Madden before going on to play a far bigger role in the movies. You may recall, boys, he was Apollo Creed in the Rocky films, Dreamer Tatum in (laughs) Semi-Tough, and he starred with Sharon Stone and Vanity, Prince's girlfriend at the time, in the film Action Jackson. He was Action Jackson, getting the action. Gotta love Carl Weathers. (laughs) How would you like to star in a film with Sharon Stone and then go on to Miss Vanity? Wow! I think that's you good. Talk about lineup. a double header. That's a that's an that's an Oscar performance, even if you didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I can't okay. top man. that. I can't top that. But Alex Karras was a great football player, selected the NFL's 1960s All-Decade Team as a defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions. But he became even better known later in his life for his work on both the big screen and little screen. He portrayed Mongo in the Western comedy Blazing Saddles. Here comes Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> He was he great in that a, movie. He also had a starring role in the TV series Webster, which lasted seven seasons in the 1980s. He was a guest host on Saturday Night Live, a commentator on Monday Night Football, and played a feature role in one of the all-time great football movies, Paper Lion. Great movie and a great book. And Goose, I'll tell you something. I worked with a guy uh, several years ago, a young guy, and um, we were asked to do a remembrance of Alex Karras, and they said, you know, what do you remember about him? He didn't mention one thing about football. <laughs> I was like in his 20s. He said, oh, Mongo. You mean Mongo. He talked all about blazing saddles. And I said, wait a minute. What about what he did with the Lions? What about that Thanksgiving Day massacre of the Green Bay Packers? How about that? Uh, he didn't remember. He didn't know. All he remembered was Mongo and blazing saddles. Hey, Must have been a hell of a performance. The guy had more sacks from a defensive tackle position than Warren Sapp. He was an all-decade player. Sapp goes in first ballot, and Karras is now, what, about 40 years in waiting. Well, and, and serious question to you guys before we go on here, but serious question. You're on the seniors committee. Mm-hmm. When is his name going to come up? I mean, is he on the short list? Ron Rick is. I mean, comes is he up. On the short list? It, it comes up. Comes we up. we have we haven't brought him out yet. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys because he's got a little controversy apparently, or at least he did. of course not anymore because nobody even remembers what the controversy was about when he got suspended <laughs> for gambling. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we got to get the timing right. Uh, I think he does belong in there. Uh, okay. Goose refuses to vote for any defensive tackle out of the seniors until Alex Garris uh, gets his shot. <laughs> so that that tends to inspire well, us. So maybe based soon. on that. Based on the clip, I don't blame him. Um, listen, we'll move forward with this. I, I, this guy's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I think he is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Anyway, I'm talking about former Cornell star Ed Marinero, who might have won the 1971 Heisman oh. Trophy. Oh. Had he not been stonewalled by Dartmouth on national TV in Hanover, New Hampshire, it's about 15 degrees. Remember it well. They held him to 20 yards on his first 10 carries. They won easily, I think, 10 points, 24 to 14, something like that. Anyway, Ed was all over TV, including Hill Street Blues. You guys remember that? Blue Mountain yeah. State may not remember that. Miller-like commercials. Laverne and Shirley, and he was, you know, I think he was pretty good. At least he was better than he was in Hanover that day. Hey, wait, Derek, wait a minute. Don't we, do we have a clip? We have a clip of Laverne and Shirley? Yeah, we do. He's, he's sunny in this clip. And you know what? It's perfect for this show because he and Carmine had headed for the waves in Southern California. Hey, Shirley. Oh, hi, Sonny. Hi, Carmine. Hi, Mason. I'm taking Carmine down to the uh, cove and teach him how to surf. Oh, Carmine. 
Richard, you really go into the water? You just ate. I didn't have that much to eat. Listen, uh, we're gonna go shoot the pier. Why don't you come with us? Oh, no, no, I detest violence. Shooting the pier is when you come within inches of smashing into wood pilings at 50 miles an hour. You're gonna love it. Yeah, well, it still sounds like violence to me. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, Angel Face, uh, if I don't come back in 15 minutes, call the Coast Guard, will you? All right, Bob Carmine. Don't hurt anything important, all right? Ron, you have any idea what she was talking about? <laughs> I don't have any idea. I assume she, she means his, perhaps his features. Oh, okay. What's next, Ronnie? <laughs> well, another one. You guys, Ed Marinaro, I got to miss that was a bit of a reach. How about this? How about Fred Dreyer, nearly a Hall of Famer and nearly a star actor? 13 years with the Giants and the Rams, almost Hall of Famer. And then what did he star as? You guys remember? Sergeant Rick Hunter on NBC's police drama. Hunter! Yeah. Then he, he was pretty good. Board. He was pretty he was good. Excellent. Better than he was as a defensive end sometimes. He also appeared in four episodes of Cheers, little known fact. And he was on ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What a show. What? Some guys say he was acting the last couple of years of his NFL career as well, but we won't go there. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was great on Cheers, let me say that. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was excellent. And that was a great okay. show. Let me throw Terry Bradshaw had a cameo in the movie Smokey and the Bandit in 1980. Luckily, he didn't give up his day job. He kept playing football, <laughs> and the Steelers played for four more seasons. <laughs> hey, Goose, could he spell Smokey or could he spell Bandit? <laughs> <laughs> if you spot on the T in Bandit, he'd probably get it. <laughs> well, we probably have to mention uh, Fred the Hammer Williamson. He hasn't been mentioned here, but he probably goes on there, too. I'm not sure what he appeared in, Goose, but he would seem to be everywhere um, in the 70s. And, and he was kind of the guy that people held up as the prototype of the NFL player who went into acting. Anyway, Fred Williamson, you're in a hey, I'll tell you too. one thing, Clark. I can tell you who he appeared with. Pam Greer. Oh, Ooh, still my beating strong. heart. Strong. Wow. Jim, you know Jim what? Rockout Welch. Yeah, yeah oh. that was strong. Jeez, okay. And then there's OJ. How'd we leave him out? Yeah, well, Whoops. we did, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we move on. We move on. I see Derek's waving his hands. That means the polls are closed, guys. Congrats to our Hollywood Hall of Famers and on with this show. Coming up next, it's the Houston Chronicles' John McClain. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know you want it. A juicy flame-grilled Whopper sandwich from Burger King, made with 100% beef and topped with fresh veggies. Now get two Whopper meals for just 10 bucks. This deal of a deal includes two Whopper sandwiches, two fries, and two drinks for just 10 bucks. now at Burger King. Price and participation Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Like you, I'm a big sports enthusiast, and I want my gear to shine like new. That's why it's clean with Simple Green, the concentrated cleaner that's perfect for making your auto, RV, cycling, boating, and other sporting equipment look like new again. Try it today. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. Reflection on the letter V. The best things in life are Vs, RVs, ATVs, SUVs. 
V. Making things soar in the outdoors, never bored. Saving money, because I bundled the policies. Victory! Like beating Vikings at volleyball on a volcano. Try not to fall. Bundle your outdoor vehicles and save with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology. From fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Hey, Ron, uh, tell me again what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It means you should have called 15 minutes ago. You'd be a little bit richer. There you go. Geico.com. Go there and go now. And you know what? Go to MyCleanPC.com, too, if your computer runs slowly. Log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know, one of the benefits of doing the show is that we get to visit regularly with other Hall of Fame selectors, including one of our favorites, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Now, John knows all about what Jeff Fisher and the Rams are going through because he went through it nearly 20 years ago. I think it was 1997 with Jeff Fisher and then the Houston Oilers. John, thanks again for joining us. And first things first, how tough is a move like this that the Rams are making on the head coach and his players? The move is much tougher now going to Los Angeles from Nashville than it was from Houston to Nashville because Nashville's a smaller city. Everything was condensed to where they practiced, where they played. First year they played at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, and they would go over there the night before, play like a road game. But as far as practice, players lived close to the practice facility. It was an easy transition. The way they're set up logistically in L.A., it's like they're in every county in uh, in the Southern California, and it's not going to be easy because of the traffic. Players getting late, other people getting late in the organization, but Jeff Fisher says the most important thing he can do now that he learned from 1997 is always keep the players informed. Constantly talk to the players, make sure everyone is on the same page about when, where, what, and why. John, communication is great. How does he keep the team focused despite all the change of scenery? One of the things that happened back then, Rick, is they bonded. It was it was uh, they went eight and eight. They didn't have they had some young talent and some talent that hadn't been proven, like Steve McNair. But uh, they all pulled together, and the more hardship there was, the more they pulled together. And after it was over, the players and coaches all said the best thing to come out of that situation was that they bonded as a team. 
They were closer, and they thought it helped them win some close games. Now, in addition to all this uh, that he's going to have going on, uh, John, of course, he's also going to have hard knocks there, uh, which can, uh, you know, puts those cameras around 24 hours a day. It just sort of sounds like a recipe for disaster in a lot of ways. I mean, does, do you look at that as just another problem that they didn't really need? If hard knocks had not been in Houston last year, I would have said yes. I did not want hard knocks in Houston. I did not want them getting up to go behind the scenes where I couldn't go. As it was, you hardly knew they were around. They were on the field, not on the sideline. I can't ever remember even having to ask a cameraman to, to please move. And, and you think about all these years, they've been doing hard knocks. They've learned to just stay out of the way. And they've done it. And then there was only, I believe, one thing that I saw in Hard Knocks I wish that I had had. But I think, I actually believe Jeff Fisher will handle it very well. It will not be a distraction. And when it's all said and done and they watch it, they're going to learn a lot about the Rams and a lot about what it takes to move a franchise. We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter John McLean and also Hard Knocks fan John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. And John, uh, Houston gained a franchise after the Oilers left, as you know, but this is the second time St. Louis has been left in the lurch. I mean, first it was by the Cards, now it's by the Rams. Realistically, as someone who covers the league, do you see that city getting another team? Well, let's be honest, St. Louis stole the Cardinals and they stole the Rams. And I'm surprised in all the talk about Mark Davis and the Raiders in Las Vegas, earlier San Antonio, St. Louis had a stadium plan. Don't know if they'd pass the vote to pay for it, but if they don't go to Las Vegas and he doesn't get a stadium in the Bay Area, and we all know the league wants to stay there because the TV market, 49ers are 45 miles away. I just saw it's four times closer from Oakland to San Francisco than it is San Francisco to Santa Clara. But it wouldn't surprise me if they cannot Go to Vegas, can't get the new stadium. L.A. doesn't want them. If St. Louis doesn't come in at the 11th hour and at least get involved in the conversation again. John, I'm going to stray off the NFL path here for a second. How hard was last week to take for a Baylor alum? Coach, AD, president are all gone now from one of college football's best programs over the last three years. Rick, I'm friends with Art Browse. I've known him since he's University of Houston. I knew the athletic director, Ian McCall, and uh, as a Baylor alum, has been going to games since I was six years old in 1960. Uh, I've been sick to my stomach. It's a stain, a pox on the, the university, but Baylor will bounce back. Baylor's in better shape now than it's ever been. Enrollments at an all-time high. There's more women than men. It costs more to go to Baylor. They keep jacking up the price trying to keep enrollment down, and it hasn't worked. And if Art Browse would go there when nobody attended the games, the stadium was terrible, the facilities are horrible, unless the NCAA gets involved. And so far, they claim there's no NCAA violations, but they may uncover some. But if they don't, and the NCAA doesn't do like they did Penn State, and take away scholarships and bowl games and, and and other things, lets players transfer immediately to other schools and play right away, even if it puts those schools over the scholarship limit, then Baylor will be able to bounce back quicker. And I think it's a good job, and I feel terrible for the women. I did two stories today on our website, Will O'Brien, talking about the lessons Baylor might be able to learn from Penn State 
and how much he respects Jim Grove from playing against him for six years. But he says you can never lose sight of why you're in that situation because you have victims. It's always got to be that sexual assault and child sexual abuse is so much more important than football, and you have to always maintain that attitude. In your opinion, I know you, you mentioned you've known him for a long time, but is Bryle sort of set up as the fall guy here? Somehow the president of the university stays on as the chancellor, uh, but the football coach, you know, gets fried. Well, the chancellor, he'll be gone. The chancellor's position, it's like he's a eunuch. He's been, he's had him cut off. So he was demoted. Bryles was fired. Athletic director forced to resign. And uh, I don't know, from what I've been able to gather, Art Bryles told people to handle it. He didn't talk to the women. He didn't get involved in the investigations. And, of course, they didn't handle it the right way. But he oversaw the program, and he had to go. And people ask me, so do you coach again? Well, we give people second chances. We give people third chances. And so, yeah, I think Art Browse deserves a second chance. He did a great job at Houston resurrecting a dormant program, and we all know a great job at Baylor resurrecting a dormant program. Hey, John, we've got about 45 seconds left. We're speaking to John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. Quick question for you. Whom would you hire to lead the program? If you had the, the job of hiring Baylor's next head coach, who would it be? Clark, first I've got to get a new AD. The AD's got to hire the coach, and I tell people at the University of Houston, watch out Tom Herman. They took your last one. They might take your current one. Well, you know okay. Mike Sherman? He's available. <laughs> he did pretty well at Texas a and I don't think they're going to have to hire any high school coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> tell him I said that. Yeah, I will. Hey, hey, John, as always, thanks for the time. And you know what? My those alumni guys, anytime. The, Hey, John, those alumni contributions you make to Baylor, you can send them to us this year, okay? That sounds great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, John. Bye-bye. That was John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Up next, Isaac Bruce of the St. Louis. No, now the Los Angeles Rams. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can tell you that Geico could save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not go straight to the source? Hey, Harry's money here. And the day Harry went to Geico.com and switched his car insurance was the day I got to hang around. Finally, boys bonding, bada bing, bada boom. No wonder Geico has 97% customer satisfaction. Personally, I give him 100, but that's just my two cents. That was funny. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The whole process of buying a home, it was terrifying. We didn't know if it was even something that we could plausibly do. But having this estimate from Zillow, in which they kind of calculate out what the approximate value of that house maybe should be, it took all that kind of scary risk away. I can't tell you how much happier we are having a place of our own. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Hear that? That's the sound of you creating your own destiny. While others are waiting in line for brunch, you're spending Saturday in the garage. Because you went to AdvanceAutoParts.com, ordered a platinum battery with a three-year replacement warranty, and picked it up in-store just 30 minutes later. Now, installing a battery isn't an all-day job, but what the brunch crowd doesn't know won't hurt it. Advance Auto Parts. 
Let's get you back to the garage. Visit advanceautoparts.com to learn more. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. First and 10 from the 27. Warner back to throw. Rainbow's the far sideline, and it is caught by Isaac Bruce. Makes a move to the 30, 25, 20, and they won't catch him today. Touchdown, Rams! Well, you know what? We are going to catch him today. Our next guest is Isaac Bruce, and he knows a lot about the Rams, both in Los Angeles and St. Louis. Former star wide receiver, who's a Hall of Fame candidate, and who began his career in 1994 in Los Angeles with the Rams before moving to St. Louis, uh, became an all-pro there and a four-time Pro Bowler and, of course, the leading receiver with the greatest show on turf. And now the best news of all, he's with us today, Isaac Bruce. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Rick, Ron, and Clark, man. First of all, I'd like to say thanks for having me on the show. Uh, enjoyed you having me on the last time I was uh, kind of working in the parking lot at my church at that time. But um, thanks for reaching out again and allowing me to speak, man. Thank you. You got it. Um, well, I mentioned that you started your career in L.A., which you did in 1994. But you played really the rest of your Rams career, at least, in St. Louis. So I guess the, the question right out of the box is, where do you stand on the Rams' return to the West Coast? Do you like it? <laughs> Or do you not like it? Well, you know what? I'll be honest. I, I do like it. I mean, you are talking to a, a, a Los Angeles Ram. I was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams in 1994. And, uh, you know, with the move, uh, you know, the two previous years before I got there, I did two years in junior college out in Los Angeles before I went to Memphis and ended up being drafted by Los Angeles. It was kind of bittersweet leaving. Um, you know what? But the, 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 once the pot got really stern and once we started really cooking the gumbo, uh, most of that was done in the city of St. Louis, where some of the greatest fans on earth live. Uh, they really backed everything that we did. We enjoyed a lot of success right there in the city of St. Louis. Uh, once the move came about, you know, it, it was once again bittersweet for me. But you know what? Just looking at the opportunity of being in Los Angeles again, it's, uh, for the players themselves, just the organization as a whole, I'm pretty excited about it. But how bittersweet is it for the fans who now have lost their second NFL team? Well, you know what? You know, my heart really went out to those guys. I mean, considering that we were the second franchise that they lost. And uh, once the team packed up and left, I mean, you know, we had success there. We had uh, a lot more success than the big red machine that was there, you know, prior to to the Rams getting in town. And we won championships there. We won division championships, uh, national uh, NFC championships, and then won the Super Bowl. And those teams, for for the 21 seasons that we were there, those fans, they enjoyed every moment of it. So just to see us pick up and leave and and really not uh, have an opportunity to say goodbye. You know, it's one of the reasons I'm putting together the football game, the flag football game in July back in St. Louis, so we all can have a moment to say goodbye to each other. You, know, you mentioned that uh, uh, Legends of the Dome game that uh, that you put together. Going to have a lot of the great players, of course, that uh, played with you, and it's going to benefit the uh, Isaac Bruce Foundation. And I had a thought, a little way to raise a little extra money during this game. See what you think of it. Talk to me. You dress up a guy, give him a camera, you dress him up in a Patriots uniform, 
and you let people pay to throw something at him, like you throw water balloons or something <laughs> at him, you know, while he's filming away at the game. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe we should have, you know, Spygate cameras all around the stadium and have a dump machine. Yeah. Like fans can pay $50, you know, throw, throw a softball or something. You know, it is baseball season, so we can have him throw baseballs at the Barton and dunk the, dunk the Patriot. That's a good idea. I'll run that by my executive. <laughs> I like it. See what she thinks of it. <laughs> I might fly yeah. if you do it. I might fly out there to give you the 50 to do it. <laughs> We're speaking right, with. So let's, uh, you know, I'll see, what, see how it happens. We're speaking with former wide receiver Isaac Bruce on the Talk of Fame Network. And if you have any suggestions like Ron did for his July 23rd flat football showdown in St. Louis, just uh, call him or email him. And uh, I'll follow up on Ron's question, Isaac. Um, If you have that Patriot Spygate uh, filmer in there, what are the chances that Mike Martz is first in line? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think he may, you know, help some of the fans. He pays for the other fans taking shots at it. I mean, (laughs) you know, it was a moment in time where – it was a moment in time where Coach Marsh was really uh, dejected and kind of upset, you know, with the rumors flying around that what had happened in Super Bowl 36. So, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of uneasiness about that subject. A lot of us have never watched that film, myself included. So, you know, who knows? We may go that route. <laughs> Credit Ron, would you please? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I said the game itself. You bring in Kurt Warner back. Tory Holt, Dick Vermeil, Mike March, Orlando Pace, right. Aeneas Williams, all, all the great names. This is going to benefit the Isaac Bruce Foundation which is committed to making right. an impact on the youth in St. Louis by teaching them the importance of a healthy lifestyle and the importance of education. How did you get involved? Yes, sir. Um, you know what? We decided to uh, put together this foundation in 2006. You know, it was probably my uh, 11th or 12th season in the NFL. And then I wanted to make sure that, you know, when we decided to do it, that we did it the right way and that it would benefit others for not just one season or two, but make sure that it has a, has a lasting, long, positive impact you know, starting right in the city of St. Louis. So that was kind of the idea of doing it. And education has already always been a passion of mine, along with uh, fitness and a healthy lifestyle. So it kind of fit right with what, uh, what I wanted to do. Now, Isaac, you played uh, sort of for a team in transition, uh, L.A. to St. Louis. Right. Um, and now uh, you've got these former Rams now going in the opposite direction. How much does it affect a team's ability to win, and how disruptive was it? Uh, do you think for you and for your team? Well, you know, when I, when it happened with me, I was 21, and you know, going from St. Louis to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to St. Louis is a is, it was a big step. You know, it's something that we heard about every day while we were playing. It was in the media every day. Um, you had your diehard fans, the Millen Hits, and people like that. They were really really concerned about you know the rumors that were flying around and got and you know it got more intense every day. So, you know, I think we had uh, Coach Knox. And some of the veterans on the team, they, 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 they constantly drummed in us the importance of staying focused and not to listen to the chatter outside of our locker room and tried to make sure that the things that we did would really, really support, uh, you know, being in, being in the city that we were in, Los Angeles, and winning football games as opposed to thinking about what could happen. We're speaking with Isaac Bruce, former wide receiver for the Los Angeles and St. Louis Rams. And, Isaac, you're also a Hall of Fame candidate and since we're a hall of fame show I, i'm going to fast forward to that subject right. if we will um but we talked <laughs> okay. about mike martz uh, and, and mike martz earlier this year said he wasn't surprised when terrell uh, said he yeah, wasn't surprised when terrell owens leapfrogged you and tory holt is a hall of fame finalist i mean uh tory holt uh-huh. and you have been semi-finalists terrell owens became a finalist and, and right. martz said i'm not surprised he said it's not surprised it's flat out ridiculous is what he said so my question is <laughs> What would you call it? Well, you know what? I think I have some home cooking going there. I mean, you know, 
obviously Coach Smart, uh, you know, he was with me since my, my rookie season in 1994. So, you know, there was a father-son relationship kind of, you know, breeding there. But just to hear, the, hear him say that, I think any coach, you know, that's been with a certain player for a very long time would say those same same things. They would, they would echo those same, you know, words because, you know, we spend a lot of time together. I was passionate about his offense. He was passionate about my play. Uh, had many dinners together, and we, we wanted to make sure, um, you know, that we all were successful. So, therefore, you know, to have Coach Marsh to come out and really stand up for his players, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I was surprised that it didn't happen a year earlier, but, you know, that's Coach Marsh. Coach Marsh is always going to stand up for his players. He's going to stand up for what he believes in, his offense. And, and, and if, if you want to ask me about Hall of Fame, I think he's one guy – you know, that can go in one day as an innovator. I mean, because the offense that he had us running, I mean, I think it was, it was uh, you know, uh, San Diego Chargers 2.0 uh, with the ability to get the ball down the field and, and a great running, back, great running back and running game in the boot to go with it. Isaac, uh, Kurt Warner's been a finalist twice, hasn't been able to get in. Right. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? Oh, without a doubt. I think that, uh, you know, his story itself um, is just amazing. It's a, it a story, you know, made for Hollywood. Uh, just what the way he came out of nowhere, and the way he just adapted and evolved. I mean, I think he was a, one of the one of, a player that really took coaching well. Um, he uh, really maximized his ability to play football. Um, the guy, you know, won two MP, MVP trophies while playing with the St. Louis Rams, and you know, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, quarterbacks are based and judged on winning, uh, as I believe every player should be. But uh, I believe Kurt Warner is a uh, Hall of Fame football player, and I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't happened yet. Isaac, I want to thank you for the time. we got to run, but best of luck with that July 23rd flag football game, and best of luck with the Hall of Fame candidacy. Hey, Rick, Ron, and Clark, thanks for having me again, man. Thank you. Get that guy up there in the film. We'll, we'll dunk him. We'll keep dunking that guy for 50 right. bucks a shot. <laughs> all right. I'll do. Thanks, we'll, Isaac. Yeah, that plays out, all right? All right <laughs> do that. That was former Rams receiver Isaac Bruce, a Hall of Fame candidate. Up next, we're going to hear why Ron is down on John Mara of the New York Giants. Ouch. Ouch. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know you want it. A juicy flame-grilled Whopper sandwich from Burger King, made with 100% beef and topped with fresh veggies. Now get two Whopper meals for just 10 bucks. This deal of a deal includes two Whopper sandwiches, two fries, and two drinks for just 10 bucks. now at Burger King. Price and participation Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You find yourself lying on a beach, feeling warm sand sink between your toes. You ask a passing seagull how you achieved this bliss. Saving money, the seagull whispers, by bundling your auto and motorcycle insurance. You thank the seagull. He steals your sandwich. 
Ascend to a higher plane of insurance. Bundle your policies and save with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Keeping with our L.A. theme, guys, did you know that June 1st would have been the 90th, yes, the 90th birthday of Marilyn Monroe? Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't know about that, boys. To me, she'll always be 35 years old, naked in Life magazine with one leg hanging out of the pool. Wow. I had 17 copies of that stuff under my bed. That's too much maybe, information, Rod. Maybe it was 16 Sorry. copies. No, yeah, she, she did have a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I mentioned that oh. because not only was she a Hollywood icon and star, but she was born in L.A. on June 1st, 1926, as Norma Jean Mortensen. She also died there on August 5th, 1962, after an overdose of sleeping pills. But Goose, she's got to be on your Hall of Fame for something, right? No one ever looked better standing over a subway grate. Give oh. her a gold jacket for that performance. Didn't go well with Joe DiMaggio. Hey, you remember that famous oh, story yes. with DiMaggio? She comes back from Korea talking about to DiMaggio about standing in front of the crowd of soldiers, and oh, they were all yelling and screaming. She said, Joe, you have no idea what it felt like to hear them all cheering like yeah, that. Right. And he looked at her and said, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the Hall of Fame, guys, there's another guy who belongs in there. Goose for something, right? Something. Yeah, Ron is becoming to writers what Jerry Kramer is to players. We all scratch our heads <laughs> as to why he's not enshrined in Ken. <laughs> yeah, many people think I am. They introduce me that way, and then they go, Hall of yeah. Fame. Well, <laughs> yes, it's our Ron Borges with this week's Borges or Bogus. And this week, Ron, I understand you're taking on my father-in-law's favorite team, the Giants, or at least more specifically, their owner, John Mara. So what, what's up with that, Ron? Well, you know, we all like John, but... Seems Giants president John Mara needs a history lesson. Not football history, his own family history. <laughs> At the annual owners' meetings in March, uh, John was dismissive of the idea that the Raiders might relocate to Vegas. He claimed most owners viewed Sin City as a, quote, non-starter, unquote, as a home f- for an NFL franchise. Turns out his high-minded claims were bogus. He, of all people, should have known that. Mara's came to own the Giants because John's grandfather, Tim, was a highly successful bookmaker. He was in the Vegas business. He began as a runner, and he kept 5% of the take. By the time he was 18, he had his own bookmaking operation, which is how he came up with the grub stake to buy the Giants franchise in 1925 for $500. With such a history, Mara's high horse quickly headed to the barn, in part because the Texas twosome of Goose's friend Jerry Jones and Bob McNair, who owned the Cowboys and Texans, want no part of sharing the state with a team in San Antonio. Bogus. And hence, support the Vegas Raiders. Raider owner Mark Davis has gotten increasing support from casino operators and state government, the latter anxious to do as they're told by the former, because without the casinos, there'd be no state government and no state economy. The other possibilities for Davis are finding a way to build a stadium in Oakland. Bogus. Or make a palatable deal with Stan Kroenke to become his tenant in L.A. 
after Kroenke gets his new stadium built for the Rams. Bogus. So you begin to see why the conscience of the NFL, as some view Mar, uh, is having second thoughts. Last week, he conceded there's a possibility Davis will cobble together the 24 votes he needs to move to Vegas if he gets the kind of state-sponsored stadium financing he's seeking, seeking and he said he's open-minded. Since when? Bogus. John Maher concluded a few of his fellow owners fear doing business in Vegas. In fact, most of them welcome it, partly because it has the most favorable tax laws in the country, which is to say no tax laws. That means the 40% of game receipts they'd leave with come with a far smaller tax bite than in California. Some owners have concerns over the population and its ability to sustain a franchise long-term, realizing that's a problem in Jacksonville. But if the casinos and the politicians deliver a state-of-the-art stadium and sold-out luxury boxes and club seats, John Maurer will help the Raiders pack. Bet on it. His grandfather would have. Hey, Ron, I'm guessing more Autotown fans would fly to Vegas for the weekend to see their teams play than any other NFL city. Doesn't the NFL always preach it's about the fans? Well, they do, Goose. But speaking of preaching, as uh, Jimmy Swaggart... And Jim and Tammy Faye Baker proven, preaching ain't always doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, Tammy they Faye preach, Baker. they preach, they preach, and then they go sin like the rest of us. Who are they kidding? What do they have to do with Vegas? <laughs> you don't like bookmakers, do you? You don't like Tom Brady. You don't like the Maris. You don't like bookmakers. I like book. I love bookmakers. I just like guys who admit what they are. Son of a, grandson of a bootmaker, of, of a bootmaker, of a bookmaker. <laughs> Maybe he's the son of a bootmaker, too, for all I know. And one of his uncles, Art Rooney, was a bootlegger. So there you go. (laughs) We're not going to bootlegging or bookmaking. We're going to the two-minute drill. Ron, you're going to call this week's plays. So you know what? Let's get started. Here we go. When last we were here, boys, we were speaking of the Eagles. So it's already being said Carson Wentz is ahead of Sam Bradford in learning their new offense. How is that possible if Sam Bradford can read? You figure it out, Ron. One went to North Dakota State. The other, Oklahoma. Maybe those few days he spent wanting out and pouting over a trade set Sam back. We're in an endless war in the Middle East, but the Navy keeps selling his football players that can defer service to play in the NFL. What would Roger Staubach do? Same thing Roger Federer would do. Serve. Ron Obama (laughs) keeps telling us we're not at war. Miami linebackers Jelani Jenkins and Kiko Alonso are bonding by playing the video game Call of Duty. Will that help them do their duty this fall? Let's see. Last time I checked, they play in the same division as Tom Brady. So, no. I'm sure Adam Gaze would prefer they bond defensively to a call of the wild. Arizona quarterback Carson Palmer claims it's pretty stressful being the celebrity in charity golf events. Does that explain his playoff record? No, and it doesn't explain why charity golf events consider him a celebrity either. I'm sure Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy would find it just as stressful taking snaps in an NFL game. Rob Gronkowski and Malcolm Butler have missed OTAs in New England, possibly unhappy about their contracts. Do no-shows get paid in New England? Nope, Ron. They play for the Boston Bruins. I'm not sure, Ron. We haven't seen any no-shows in the stands since 2001. When did voluntary mean mandatory in the NFL? When somebody started writing the checks. When Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick started winning Super Bowls. <laughs> the Ravens got caught practicing illegally and lost a week of OTAs. Did the punishment fit the crime? No, it didn't, Ron. Using Deflategate as a guide, the Ravens should get mm, half the season off. A week with no OTAs? The players will view that as a reward, not a punishment. Speaking of all that mess, is cheating becoming an epidemic in the NFL? No, like the smart man said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That smart man would be Cubs first baseman Mark Grace. 
Associated Press is considering dropping the fullback from its all-pro team and adding a third wide receiver. Bronco Nagurski is spinning. Sign of the times or sign of the apocalypse? Sign that we've got to find a new position for Jim Brown. Jim Brown was an all-decade fullback in the 60s. Lorenzo Neal, all-decade in the 2000s. I understand and agree with the change. Peyton Manning now says he won't sue Al Jazeera for claiming he used PEDs that were shipped to his wife. Too much trouble to bother or too much trouble if he bothers? Too much trouble to find Al Jazeera. Manning learned what uh, Roger Goodell and Tom Brady have not. Something you just have to let go. We'd like to thank Jeff Fisher, Isaac Bruce, Sam Farmer, and John McLean for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, tune into this station this time next week. Look for you then. Mungle like candy. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then... Using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. In that neighborhood, it was almost impossible to get what we could afford. So I had set up alerts on Zillow to say, if anything in this area ever comes below a certain price point, just popped up one day and I was like, oh my God, we have to go see it. It's a really wonderful neighborhood. And then to add on to that, how wonderful the house is, is so cool. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Hear that? Of course not, because a dead car battery doesn't make a sound. You know who does make sound? Your daughter. And if you miss her big game, she'll make plenty of angry, high-pitched sounds. Better head to your neighborhood Advance Auto Parts. We offer free battery testing, a three-year replacement warranty on our platinum batteries, and free installation from one of our parts pros. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. Most vehicles, most locations. See store for details.